would slip up your hand and say, that's my desire. Flow through us on this Wednesday night service, God. Oh, we love to be in your presence, Lord. We just love your word. We love to be with one another, men and women, soldiers of the cross. We pray, God, you would just breathe through the congregation, lifting every heart, lifting every life, speaking to us, instructing us, Jesus, giving us comfort, giving us counsel, filling us up, Lord, every fiber of our beings with the Holy Spirit. Pray your blessing upon the meeting on this midweek service from the youngest to the oldest. Lord Jesus, have your way tonight in this service. Pray for every life, every situation, every need. We give it to you. Thank you that you were with Brother Tom and Sister Joanne in Dallas, Lord, and brought them back home safely just before the service. Strengthen them, Lord, and wonderful report, God. Just be with the traveling ones and those that might be sick tonight. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. There's a prayer meeting Friday night, 7.30 in the fellowship hall. So be good to come together. Amen. God bless you. Let's turn to two scriptures, Jeremiah and Jeremiah chapter 8 and then Psalms chapter 34. Amen. Praise the Lord for his goodness. And we have Wednesday night. We can come and hear the word of God. I want to bring you a good report from the Renton Seattle Church. We were there on Sunday night, and Brother Peter Ivanenko is now the pastor, and the congregation's doing really well. And we brought them your love and your greetings, and uh, they're doing wonderful. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 8, familiar scripture. Uh, I'd like to read a few verses before the end of the chapter, verse 18. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 18. When I would comfort myself against sorrow, my heart is faint in me. This is Jeremiah speaking. Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion? Is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past and the summer is ended and we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black. Astonishment hath taken hold on me. And and Jeremiah said, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? I believe tonight, verse 22, we could say there is a bomb in Gilead. And there's a physician that we have. And the health. God is working on our health. Psalms 34. Another scripture that's really common. We quote this sometimes. We hear it often. I just like to have us turn to it and put all of our troubles, all of our cares into this. Amen. All of our afflictions, all of our troubles, all of this together. Amen. Psalms 34, verse 17. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. My Bible says all. Your Bible say all. That's all of us. 
Verse 18, the Lord is nigh, or he's close unto them that are of a broken heart and saveth such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. There we are all again. I think we need to read that verse out loud together. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and they that hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. None of them that trust in God is going to be lonely, desolate, pushed aside. The Lord is with you tonight. God bless you. You can have your seats. Amen. I'm glad we have a place to come to on a Wednesday night and be able to let off the pressure. Hallelujah. Tonight we'd like to speak on this little thought. I have it on the screen. Our balm, B-A-L-M, our healer, and our great physician. It's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. He's right present in this service tonight. And some of you look a little sad. Your faces are a little sad. I pray by the end of the service, His presence will just come and lift your burdens. I know it's Wednesday night and we have school, we have work, we have life, but the Lord is very present. He's very present. He's our balm. Amen. Is there a balm in Gilead? As it's been asked before, is there a balm in Cloverdale? Is there, a, is there a healing? Is there a healer that is present? It's not empty words. I was listening to Brother Murphy speak Sunday throughout maybe half the service. I was really asking again. I wonder if we're really catching it. When men of God are burdened, when they speak under inspiration, that is the mind of the Lord for us. Amen. That is the heart of God for the congregation. When God gives us gifts and they deliver the heart of God, the word. I know there's some of you that hang on to every word. We're hanging on to every word. This is our healing and our great physician is very near. So as we look at the scripture, um, I'm going to go back to Jeremiah 8 here as we, uh, Jeremiah asked the question, is there no balm in Gilead? That word balm is speaking of a balsam or a salve. Is there no medicine? Is there some ointment? Is there something that can come? And uh, is there no physician there? And he's speaking about the health of the people. And that word, the healer, as we go into our healer, it means that he is making us healthy. He's our physician. Speaking of many hurts that a person might go through, a church may go through, a marriage may go through, distresses in a person, in a person's life. It means literally, the Lord is our healer. It's like broken pottery. That is uh, broken in a certain place or maybe just crashed all over that how it can be brought back together. There's no one like our great God. In fact, I, I use the word in our title. He's a great physician. Speaking of our personal distress or our times or defects and hurts in our lives. Our Lord Jesus is very present. 
Let's turn to Psalms 107. Didn't mean to turn to the scripture and I don't want to be uh, lengthy on a Wednesday night. But I'd like to speak some a little bit further in this service about medicine. And I'd like to speak about the natural and the spiritual. In fact, I thought tonight we should have a healing service. But Abraham said a soul healing. He used the word physical healing. In more than one place, he used the word of mental healing. It's all healing. Hallelujah. Satan wants to break us. He wants to divide us. He wants to conquer us. He wants to cause us to spiritually get sick and have spiritual death. But God sends his word. As we look in Psalms 107 verse 19. I know these are familiar scriptures, but it's good to turn to them sometimes. Brother Tom spoke a little bit about crying out on on last Saturday night in Dallas. The Bible says, Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He saveth them out of their distresses. It didn't say we wouldn't have distresses. It it means that the Lord is going to be with us and save us out of our distresses. And He'll send His Word. He sent His Word and healed them. And delivered them from their destructions. Satan is wanting to destroy the believer. But God sends his word. And delivers us. Brother Branham spoke the message bomb in Gilead several times. I don't know how many times. But in Cleveland, Tennessee specifically. He was talking about this bomb. uh, Being in the name of, of Jesus Christ. And if it spoke through holy reverent lips. That's been sanctified by his blood and called to the ministry. That is the bomb for the believer. He says there is a bomb in Gilead and Gilead is the church. So he's bringing now the church or the congregation. He's bringing us as a body. Didn't you like the scripture when it says not one of his bones would be broken? And you might have thought that was just a prophecy of him on the cross. But God's going to take care of the bones of the bride of Christ. We're the body. And though you might go through distresses, and we'll get into it in just a little bit, but one glorious day we're going to have a new body. And there isn't going to be one bone of that body that's going to be broken. Amen. And Jeremiah, when it speaks about the health of the daughter of his people, that is speaking of her fitness. And of her well-being. And of the strength of the believer. That's our God. Now I just wanted to continue on here. In Psalms 34. And I wanted you to, it, it to be personal for you tonight. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivereth us out of them all. Amen. Let's all include our afflictions into this tonight. All of our afflictions. Are dealt with in Jesus. Now brother Branham in this message in California. Speaking about our redemption. He redeemed your soul from hell. So brother Murphy was speaking on Sunday morning. He redeemed our soul from hell. He redeemed and brought back everything that Adam lost. When he put you in the pawn shop. But Jesus Christ on Calvary was your kinsman redeemer that redeemed you from every curse of the devil. Every curse of the devil. He redeems your soul. 
He redeems your sick body. He redeems your weary, dreary spirit. He brought you into happiness. He brought you joy. He brought you. That's what the redemption brought you, brought you peace. Long-suffering. Goodness. Can we walk into this tonight? Gentleness. Meekness, power, the Holy Spirit brought you divine healing. All of these things Jesus Christ brought to you because he was our kinsman redeemer. Let's bring it back to November 2019. He is my kinsman redeemer. He is my balm. He is my healer. He is my physician. Isn't it wonderful to walk into a room with a physician that isn't just stabbing at the symptoms, but he's dealing with the issue and he already knows all about your past charts. He already knows what you're going through and he looks down the road. Listen right now. And he says, everything's going to be okay. Friends, let's not get glossed over. Let's grab a hold of the physician and say, thank you, Jesus. Tonight, that's what he's doing for us. I I pray that this would be a healing service for somebody. Somebody that might be grabbing a hold of every word. In the the Old Testament, this is another message. The Old Covenant, the Old Atonement had healing in it. How much is this better one? Sure. Got more than healing. It's got healing, soul, body, mind, spirit, everything. You know what Satan tries to tell all of us? That your case is special. Your need is special. That that your prayer and what you're battling and it's so unique that, you know, no, we need to get all of that out of our hearts tonight. And God is bigger than everything. He's got healing for soul, body, mind, spirit, everything. It's got eternal life in it. Sure it has because it's the life of God made manifest in His Word by believing it. Now that's the key. The Word is true. But do we believe it? Do we believe it? Now when we speak about healing tonight... Something might cross through your mind. Uh, uh, we got young people and children here. We got some that are, that maybe are healthy. You say, I have no need of healing. But for someone that has need of healing or needs a touch, healing is for you. So when we speak about healing or the healer, it has to do with a cure or the balm is present. It's a restoration to health. It means to make you well. God is here to nurse you back to health. Just grab a hold of the Old Testament and the New Testament. Every quote, every line, every song. God's trying to melt our hearts. We live in a very wicked Laodicea that wants to get us just numb and hard. God soften us for the rapture, Lord. Soften us for the change. I was thinking of spiritual death this week and how Brother Branham approached it and how Jesus talked about how when the scribes and Pharisees and religious people talked about their fathers and Jesus said they're everyone dead. And it wasn't just that they had passed away. They were spiritually dead. They had no life. So we've got to go beyond the intellect. 
Got to go beyond just hearing the word and even saying, oh, that's right in our minds. God, drop down into my heart, God. Touch that, that spot that might be a needy of a, of a real touch tonight. To bring you back to health means he's going to mend you, repair you, and to make good in the presence of the healer. In the presence of the physician, lives are mended. Do you remember last Wednesday? You might be dry, you might be a rod that's all crusty and broken. But once in the presence of God, you can bud and blossom and yield fruit tonight. Just in an hour, two hours, you can be restored. I believe that with all my heart. Wherever Jesus is, there is healing. I believe wherever the message is, there is healing. Brother Branham talked about people dying on the doorsteps of the hospital, the doctor's office. When there's healing, there's the, the physician has given the medicine. He gives us exactly, he prescribes exactly what we need to hear. And people will die right on the stair steps of the church. Right in the pew. Right in Gilead. We've already said there's a balm in Gilead. And the physician near, he gives the antidote, he gives the medicine, he says, just do this and you're going to prosper, you're going to be well, you're going to come back to health. And many times we walk right out of there and show by our lives we don't really believe. I say, God, forgive us of that. Start with me tonight, Lord. Start with us, Lord. God deals with the pain and the suffering when he brings this balm. And this healing, because pain has to do with something that could be real severe. It could be something just traumatic that happens, or it could just be a slight something that happens. The pain and suffering or the ache and the hurt. Something that's causing soreness and maybe it's been a sting in your life. It's just a tender spot. It's causing hurt, just a little twinge. And then it turns into a throbbing, that's pain. He is our healer. He's my physician. He's my balm. And suffering has to do with this pain and this anguish that a soldier going to speak about that in just a little bit. What soldiers go through and the stress of war and the fog of war. It has to do with distress and and what they're having to, to go through. And sometimes it's misery. Sometimes it's agony. Sometimes it's tormenting in a mind. Satan wants to torment. He's a heavy burden. I think it'd be good if this church, this Gilead would bind together tonight and just cast him out. He has no authority over my brothers, over my sisters, over our young, over our old. If one can send a thousand to ten thousand, just cast him out tonight. Water it with your praises. Water it, just water it, little Rebecca, water it with your praises. The very anointing, the very word you're hearing is going to take you into the rapture. So I water it tonight. Hallelujah. It's more than sports. It's more than politics or news today. It's more than just your, your physical health. It's what God is doing in your soul realm. 
Oh God, and I was thinking in the seven seals when Brother Branham was talking about how the pale horse was riding and how it went from the white horse rider and the red horse rider and the black horse rider to the pale, to the death, to the spiritual death. This bride is going to break that bondage of death in this generation. God is our bomb. He's my toxin. He's the antidote. He's, he's more than just a shot in the arm or a temporary blessing. He's my permanent antidote to this, this whole thing. I was thinking of that this morning when the Bible says, ask and you shall receive. Is this okay for a healing service? Yeah. We're going to have a prayer line and you can just be right there in the seat and receive it right in line. You're just right there where you're at. Just receive the word of God. Ask and you shall receive. Seek after it and God will give it to you. You knock on the door and he's right there. Tonight is your time to receive in your time of suffering and to, he would make you whole. We're going to talk about healing in just a moment and a miracle because they're two different things. Sometimes even seasoned believers can get caught up and discouraged maybe times that God isn't maybe coming to them immediately or doing a miracle. But it's still a divine healing. Takes time. And many times God is working out patience in a believer's life. And that is not bad. God has given you character. That's something you're going to have in heaven is character. And you suffer through things and you go through affliction and God's given you a certain constitution and Satan's trying to drive a wedge in there. But the word comes right in your moment of crisis to give you, to bring you a release out of that trouble. Thank you, Lord, for that. So I want to ask you a question tonight, just for a moment. When you ask something of the Lord and you're in prayer and say, I'm a believer, brother John, and I've asked. What do we do when God does not answer when we want Him to answer? When you're praying for something and God doesn't just seem to respond just the way that you are believing for. And what's our response to God? Many times people begin to get an attitude. Does that mean that He's not God? And they start to question. They start to question their experience. They start to question whether they're a daughter, son of God. I'm here to encourage you tonight. He that started a good work in you is not going to leave it halfway, partial way. Like you drive by houses or condominium buildings or skyscrapers that start out with a foundation and they got the rebar and they're just left there for years. Somebody ran out of money. Somebody ran out of something. That's not like our God. We might have been left here for a few thousand years on earth, but this bride's going to be raptured one day. Hallelujah. This body's getting older and getting frail as it was. And sometimes, you know, we need a little help. We need a little encouragement. We, we need some healing. He is our healer. I just can't hardly wait to get to one part of the service. But I need to come back into some of your personal lives for a minute. When God doesn't answer your prayers right away, does that mean that he didn't hear your prayer? We say, well, God's not hearing me. 
God has heard every single one of your prayers. In fact, when you get so hard and you don't even pray, God hears your, your pants. He hears the anguish. He hears the travail. He sees what the believers are going through. God hears my prayers. I just like to break that spirit tonight. God hears every prayer. And as you mature in your walk with the Lord, and you are maturing, you're better than you were a week ago, six months ago, or a year ago. You're growing in grace. The believer comes to this kind of a final say. God is God. And He can do whatever He wants. Have you come to that place or are you still wrestling around with it in your, in your mind tonight? Let's, can we put that to rest? God is God. He can do whatever He wants, whenever He wants, with whoever He wants. God is God. And He's a great, great physician. A doctor can set a break in a bone, but only God can heal. I want you to listen real close as we come into some instruction just in a few minutes. Reminding you what Jeremiah was seeing, uh, needing a balm, needing a healing in that place and asking for a physician. Speaking about the health of the people. Speaking about the recovery of the people. Let's turn to Genesis chapter 24 together. And brother Joseph, I think we're going to go to that example. I just want to show something on the screen tonight, and I need a volunteer to help me out here in the congregation. Somebody that can... Don't everybody run at once. Can I have a young man uh, volunteer and come up here for me just in a moment? Or just right now? Any volunteer? Hey, Brother Michael Gendo, you've been selected. Amen for your your enthusiasm. All right, let's turn to Genesis 24. I was listening to you today on the podcast singing. You sang great. Genesis 24. I just had a question about Rebecca and Eliezer when he came to the well. How long did it took... For his prayer to be answered. Eliezer's prayer. I want you to know what was leaning, leading up to Eliezer. And I got it on the screen. We're going to stop, start a little stopwatch here. Because now we look around in uh, Genesis 24. And uh, verse 10. We see the camels that are there. He had brought with him. Verse 11. This is Eliezer. Abraham's eldest uh, servant that had been commissioned to go get a wife for Isaac. And he made his camels to kneel down without the city by a well of water at the time of the evening. Even the time that women go out to draw water. So what we're going to do tonight, starting with verse 12, we're going to read his prayer. We're going to read the prayer of Eliezer down through verse 14. And if you look in verse 15, the Bible says, and it came to pass before he had done speaking that behold, Rebecca came out. 
So this exercise tonight, and we're going to show it on the screen, how quick God answers prayer sometimes. Then I'm going to go to the other side and show how that we have need of patience when God takes his time. Maybe it's 21 days for Daniel. Maybe it's years for somebody else. Maybe it's 120 years. But God is going to answer every prayer. And most of you would like to be in this scripture. That's why I'm reading it first, okay? So Brother John's going to read it first. And then we're going to see how Brother Michael does. And it's not a contest, Brother Michael. It's not how fast you can read or how slow. I just wanted to get across tonight that God hears your prayers. And in this case, while he was yet speaking, the answer to his prayer came. So brothers, when we, when we start reading in verse uh, 12, then you can make sure you stop it at verse 14 at the end. Okay. God bless you. Here we go. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day and show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water. And the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, let down thy pitcher, I pray thee that I may drink and and she shall say drink and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed kindness unto my master. Stop. And it came to pass before he had done speaking. Now isn't that amazing? 47 seconds. Less than a minute. She comes walking out of fulfillment. Of the promise. Now I know some of you are saying, praise God, I can put a stopwatch on my prayers. <laughs> okay, Brother Michael, this is, Mother Michael can read better than I can. So let's start that stopwatch again, brothers. I, 47 seconds for Brother John. Okay, Brother Michael, you're going to start reading at verse 12. And just read right on down through the end of 14. And the brothers are going to start the stopwatch. And we'll see how quick it is in your your prayer life. Okay? Go ahead. All right. Verse 12. Here we go, brothers. And he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, I pray thee, send me good speed this day. And show kindness unto my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city come out to draw water. And let it come to pass that the damsel to whom I shall say, Let down thy pitcher, I pray thee, that I make drink, and she shall say, Drink, and I will give thy camels drink also. Let the same be she that thou hast appointed for thy servant Isaac, and thereby shall I know that thou hast showed Kindness unto my master. Amen. And it came to pass before he had done speaking. Here's Brother Michael. 41 seconds. Youthful. Let's give him a round of applause. God bless you, Brother Michael. Thank you, Brother. Amen. May God answer his prayer speedily. I think Brother Dan Florent did it today in 32 seconds. So... I thought, my brother Dan, the Lord answers your prayers fast. Either that or we're in desperation sometimes and 
or you're a fast reader. (laughs) Isn't our God great? And you read this chapter, God had appointed that Rebecca be Isaac's wife. And the angel of the Lord, Brother Branham said, beat uh, Eliezer there about a half hour. So Rebecca's ready. Eliezer's praying. By the end of his prayer, God already brought the answer, by the way. I'm sure most of us would say, glory to God. I'd like that to be. But how oftentimes God turns it around and says, we have need of patience. For after that, we have suffered for a while. And so there is patience in waiting. Patience in waiting. Patience in waiting. And we find the same Rebecca when they ask her the the mother and the brother, which is a type of the church. And the minister said, well, you know, stay with us 10 days. And, And they said, well, let's ask her. She said, I will go. There's just something about a believer when God begins to anoint them and inspire them. It's time to move. But we have need of patience. Hebrews 10 verse 36. I put that on the screen. We have need of patience. That after ye have done the will of God. Ye might receive the promise. So if it's 46 seconds. Or 41 seconds. Or or if it's a day. Or if it's a year. I better just stay with my notes. It might take a day. It might take a week. It might take months or years or even a lifetime. But God is in the healing business. I wonder who would say, He is my healer. He is my balm. He is my counselor. He's my comforter. Remember God's nature, my precious brothers and sisters. I'm trying to help you tonight. Our God's great nature and in his word, he has chosen two ways of dealing with us. And first, that is through a miracle. And many times that happens instantaneous. It's very quickly. It can be fast, sometimes even instantly. Brother Branham, I was listening to him in the last week and he talked about when a, a man of God lays his hands on someone. That it's science even uh, has shown by x-ray that there's light going from one person to the other. That fulfills the Bible when it says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I believe that. But it's also human touch. There's healing in human touch. That's why the world has lost their affection. And even in relationships, and I'm not going to go there, but when we speak about a miracle, many times it happens instantly or suddenly. But the second way of God's dealing is through divine healing. And that takes time. It's usually not immediate. It may take a while. And that's when I wanted to speak to you about it might take some days. It might stretch into weeks. It might turn into months or years, but he's still my healer. It might take even a lifetime for some situations to be healed. I know of ministers, and they've ministered to you, that have special boots that they wear for their feet, and they deal with it every day. It's an affliction. Some have diseases that run in their bodies, and you might not never know. But there's ministers, there's there's elder people, there's men and women that are Holy Ghost filled that take medicine. 
And it's to help their system. It's to help them live their lives. But only God is the healer. And I'm going to get into that just a little bit. Because these bodies of flesh and these robes can be afflicted in our bodies and in our spirits. But as we heard Sunday, it's our soul that comes predestinated from God. It's that seed gene of God. Remember, it's only our new body that's perfect. Let's just take about one minute and talk about this. Our new body has no deficiencies. There will be no pain in that new body. There'll be no suffering in the new body. There'll be no death in the new body. There'll be no sickness. And there will be no trouble in the other body. That's our new body. The new body is God's way of dealing with this imperfect body. That in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, when we are changed, that curse of Satan that's on your body and on your spirit and on your mind tonight, God is going to break that thing. And you're going to be pressed up into a new body. In this we groan. Desiring to be clothed upon by that, by that body. We're groaning tonight. And I admit that some groan louder and some suffer longer and some go through things that we'd like to, um, deliver them quickly from their affliction and from their trouble. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But I want you to hold on to the word tonight. But the Lord delivereth us out of them all. Satan, you cannot have me. And we need to fight for one another. When someone gets low, we need to say, through our prayer and by our faith, you cannot have my sister. You cannot have my brother. I'm bringing them back to to the right mind by the power of the spoken word. We have the authority to speak diseases out of one another's bodies. But the individual has to believe that. They have to claim that. And momentarily, God could do something to relieve you. And you could walk right out and Satan comes right back to plague you and plague your mind and plague your spirit. Let that strong man of the house. I'm trying to put vitamins down inside of you tonight. Let that strong man flex his muscles. I believe tonight we're closer than ever to our new bodies. Amen, Sister Eileen. We are, have been given authority over every disease, every affliction, every tormenting spirit. I was in a place early this morning. I didn't have my tablet of paper and I had to run out and grab my tablet of paper to write down some of these things as it was coming into my heart. But the greatest sickness today is unbelief. The greatest sickness is unbelief. Then I heard it later today in Balm of Gilead. Brother Branham said the number one killer is sin disease. Lord, put a sword to that thing. Free your sons and daughters. The number one killer isn't cancer. It's unbelief. It's sin. The greatest affliction today is unbelief. The greatest trouble today is unbelief. I know people wrestle with that even in the message. 
To say smoking's not a sin, adultery's not a sin, lying's not a sin. It's unbelief. Unbelief is the sin. That causes adultery. That causes lying. That causes symptoms. But the only sin is unbelief. Let's go a little bit deeper uh, in this tonight. Even believers have a soul and a spirit and a body. That we have been placed into a great battleground to overcome. We've been placed here in this battleground to overcome. And that spirit of unbelief is going to be defeated in the bride of Christ. I believe that. But it's the believer's seed is what is predestinated. That's what we can rejoice around many times. It's But it's our souls that's made contact with God by a predestination. But God has allowed the mind to be the battleground for this conflict. The mind was given and greatest battle ever been fought. We've been taught this well. Is the battleground. Our souls has been redeemed. And that seed in the inside is what is eternal. But our bodies are not perfect. And our spirits are directly in line with a great conflict. And Satan attacks those places. He attacks us. Tries to take us out as soldiers. Try to take out the sons and daughters of, of God. But tonight, let there be men and women climb up to the top of that mountain and look out and see the S-O-N rising in their own life. And let them speak back in a word of testimony to the others that are going through conflict. That through Calvary and through the shedding of the blood of Jesus Christ. I know this might be elementary for some of you. But through the cross... The price has been paid. The price has been paid for you, for your salvation, for your redemption, and for the atonement, which includes by His stripes, by His stripes, by His stripes, you are healed. He's not going to come back and die on the cross. He's not going to have stripes put on his back for your healing. It's a finished work. But now it's the individual struggling through the muck. And saying, I claim that for myself. For my body. For my spirit. For my mind. And no matter how spiritual that the person might be. Born again by the Holy Ghost. They are still in the battleground and in the conflict in their bodies and in their spirits. They are in a great battle tonight and it's raging hotter than ever. How we need messages like this to stir our hearts and get us planted back on the right road. The world would call it baseline, but for the believer, it's thus saith the Lord. I had this last uh, Wednesday and I didn't uh, read it. I wanted to read this one quote from last Wednesday night in Hidden Life. You know the best thing is to live a sermon instead of preach one. You know that. You're written epistles. And you can't do it in yourself. You can impersonate it for a little while, but your sins will find you out. He said, this is a word of encouragement. You better just consecrate yourself to God and get on the inside. 
Shut the doors behind you and burn every barrier there is behind you and every bridge and launch out. Let's launch out there tonight. Amen. He said, I know it's the truth. I know it'll work. If it hadn't have been for that, I don't know what would become of me. Now, this is a prophet. He can preach way up in the heavens and have visions and he can come right down and say, I know it'll work. If it hadn't have been for that, I don't know what would become of me. That's right. But it ain't the people. You that you look at then, it's Christ. Amen. All right, he said in Indiana, God's provided way. These next few quotes I selected to just help somebody. Some needy person. Next lady here, come sister. Do you believe with all your heart? Here's a woman really is in serious trouble. The woman's got a mental nervousness. Isn't that right, lady? Real. Look, look, you're, you're the worst trouble is in the late of the evening, isn't it? Along towards night, you get a gloomy and worried and you get so weak, you can't hardly stand up. Is that right? You have to sit down and you're just all tore up. And now what is it, lady? It's nothing to hurt you. It's a premature time of the change of life. Menopause. Now come here. It's a gloomy shadow. And it's nothing but a lie of the devil. He's not talking about menopause. He's talking about a spirit that wants to attach to that. Do you understand that? Many times Satan will come to a season of a person's life... And we want to call it a devil. We want to call it a demon spirit. It's a natural thing they're going through. But it's a spirit that grabs a hold of that. And that's when the word comes. is to set them free. Gloomy shadows. But it's nothing but a lie of the devil. And you're alright. And you're going to get alright. Do you believe it? I'm going to end tonight with that. Everything's going to be all right. All you say, that's just positive thinking. That's the mind of Christ for the believer because he saw the past charts. He sees the present and he already sees the future that it's going to be okay. If one person gets something tonight, it'll be worth it all. Lord Jesus, he's praying for this woman. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, I pray for her healing. Amen. Now go. Now how long did that take? Listen, if he could tell me what your trouble is, and if I'd talk to you a few minutes, it'd tell your life. But it don't have to do that. Look, will you do what I tell you to do? Go out of here just as happy as you can be. He's got you all gloomy and wore down. Sounds like the spirits we're facing. Gloomy, wore down, darkness. You've dropped down in this cycle down here when you've got to get up here. Look up here. Believe up here. And say, thank God. And go on and be happy. You'll get well. If you don't, headed for a lot of trouble, 
All right, go believing now. Now we could just stop right there. If a person hears the word, the, the Lord comes right down to their knee, just is right there in their time. He's their balm. He's their healer. He's their physician. They hear, thus saith the Lord. He could have told them their whole lives, but it's not necessary. Many times that spirit is a selfish spirit. It wants attention. It wants an all eyes and all time on them. It's time to get our eyes on Jesus. As believers, we need to get out of our caves and we need to look up into the hills from which cometh our help. Turn to the word. I'm giving you some nuggets tonight. Put on some good Holy Ghost filled music that can drive demon spirits away. And I, I heard Brother Branham, actually I was reading it, he talked about stringed instruments. And he was talking about David playing stringed instruments before Saul and the evil spirits left. He was talking about stringed instruments. You can look it up yourself. How we need to surround ourselves. Not with the boom, 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 boom. And the beat of Laodicea. But with the instrument, the music that can give us peace. Play it in your home. Play it in your car. Play it in your ear sets. The word will drive out those evil spirits. Satan, you cannot have my mind. Cannot have my spirit. My body is a temple for God. I am healed. I am free. We need to get out of living down here and the cycles and the gloom and the heaviness and being wore down. And we need to have the health, which has to do with fitness. And if you don't, you're headed for a lot of trouble. Some of you remember this minister out of Flint, Michigan. He said, sir, while I'm standing here, I see you slip back and you're a minister of the gospel. Isn't that right? Aren't you a minister? And you're suffering with a nervous breakdown. Isn't that right? Isn't that right? Well, come here and be healed, brother. I like the Holy Spirit. This is the minister of the gospel. And Brother Branham, don't shove him away. He says, come here and be healed. Almighty God, author of life and giver of every good gift, Satan... This demon come roaring out there. He knowed that challenge of faith was on him. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of this man and leave him alone. Leave him alone. Daddies, you have the authority to pray that in your home. With your wife, with your children. Mothers, the love of a mother can cast out evil spirits. We need to break out of our personal cycles and start using that faith for the loved ones around us. Brother, sister, friend. Be a real friend. Be a real friend. Sometimes being a friend means whatever is said to me that I have enough character to know that's not that real person. That's not them. I'm not taking what they're saying to me. They're sick. They're in trouble. They're distressed. They're suffering. And I'm willing to put that behind us. Let's go on. Let's love one another. I love the authority that comes from the word of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, come out of this man. 
Leave him alone. God bless you, my brother. You put a great strain on your nerves and your age too. You see, it's just the time. Men go through that the same as women. You're going to be a well man. Go off the platform, preach the gospel, and go on and be well. Let's say praise the Lord. There's a prophet saying, praise the Lord. He's trying to bring the people out of here and bring them up to here. Don't criticize that in a God called minister. Brother Branham is saying, let's say praise the Lord. The minister will be well. The, the man is going off the platform. Ever who's around Fort Wayne there, watch him. There's nothing wrong with him. Satan just grabbed him. That was all a scare. Sounds like this time of the year, a lot of scarecrows. A lot of schools and death around. We need to break out of that. We're saints of the living God. Just a scare. Many people say, well, you get next to yourself. How can you when there's something there to scare you? And look here, Reverend, you that was just healed. Looky here, let you know what I'm talking about. There's at least 60% of these people sitting right in here tonight suffering with the same thing. They're suffering with nervous condition. How many will be honest that you're nervous? Raise your hands. How's that about 60%? Is that right? All right, that shows. God reveals to me what I'm talking about. Is that right? Then he goes on. When that demon went off of you, so it was a demon. Let's not be misunderstood tonight. Demon spirits try to attach themselves to sons and daughters of God. And the word is here to cast him off. That's God's property. But, but I need to say it again. You and I as individuals, God's trying to strengthen you to cast off that thing. It's not just the minister's phone number you need or the deacon. It's not just 911. The line between you and God, sometimes we got to wrestle things out. Do we believe that? I'm I'm preaching right here. I'm going to bring it over here. And sometimes one another get in distress. Like this minister. And we need a gift in the body. We need someone that's really called of God. And not just quoting and repeating and saying. But actually has the authority. And you can look that up when you go home. Brother Branham talked. He said, every true minister has the authority from God to cast out evil spirits. When that demon went off of you, they shook all through there like that. Can you imagine 60% of the congregation and those demons just shaking? Made me blind for a few minutes, he said. I believe every one of you right now, while that minister's healed, that's bothered with nervousness, could be healed right now. Satan knows he's lost this battle. Sure he does. He knows he's a lose. Was he going to say loser? Satan, you're a loser. My, sure. Aren't you agreeing right now? People are healed. That's true. I say if God healed people then, he can heal people today. Friends, grab a hold of it and say, that's for me and my house, for our family. We're going to go home tonight and apply this to our lives. Stop letting it be a quote on a screen or a minister anointed by God. You take it. 
Here's some more medicine. Are you believing? Everybody believes with one accord, one heart, one mind. It's unlimited what Jesus Christ will do. If I have found grace in your sight and God has given me favor, believe me as his servant. I told you by the authority of the witness of the Holy Spirit, he's here now that you couldn't hide your life if you had to. And by that same witness and by the Bible that Jesus Christ, the son of God, has healed everybody in this building. Oh, you say that's 1953. By his stripes, ye are healed. You can leave it in the Bible. You can leave it in the message as a quote. Or you can take it to yourself and say, I am healed. I am delivered. Death has to leave me. Pale horse rider, get out of my life. Spirit of skepticism and criticism and bitterness and unbelief. I defy you. And if I need a minister or somebody next to me to help me, I humble myself. Brother Michael, 40 something seconds, would you pray with me? You know, friends, too many people are too proud. They're too proud. You say, I've been down the road longer than you. I'll never have you pray for me. You might be missing out on a blessing. Your little daughter, your little son, a teenager here could lay hands on you and just say, Satan, I've had enough of you. He has healed everybody in this building. Cloverdale Bible Way, that's just as true tonight. Your mind, your spirit, your body... God's claiming it tonight. Your soul's already redeemed. You might as well just cross over into that veil. Here's a little more medicine. It's called battle fatigue. It's called combat stress reaction. It's a military term that's reflective of the stress of battle. Remember, you're in the Lord's army. And it has to do, again, with the stress of battle and seeing war and being involved with uh, thing, distresses and afflictions and trouble on every side. And, and battle fatigue has to do with a real soldier that gets in the stress. It's a reaction that happens many times unconsciously to them. And Brother Branham calls it shell shock in Florida. What about you, lady? You believe with all your heart. I believe you're a good, sincere person. That's what some of you need to agree to tonight. You are a Christian. And even on the internet, you say, I'm plagued with something. I'm being compassed about. We're in a body. We're all being compassed about. We're all in a battle tonight. Let's not put our heads in the sand on a Wednesday night and be so tired that we think that we're the only ones. Real, good, sincere people can come under stress. I believe it with all my heart, Brother Branham said, and I know there's a deep ridge of sorrow behind you. See, the physician was looking in the chart and was seeing a deep ridges behind the person. You're yet, yet a young woman, but there's been many things that's happened. I hope the internet can read along with this. 
And you've been very, I, I see a trail of blackness and darkness. That's the file that's in, that's filed. But then he says, but you're here tonight. And you're bringing this baby and this baby has a rupture. And you want the baby dedicated to God. Isn't that true? Say, I see something wrong. And there, it's a, there, it's a man and he's very sick, mentally ill. It's your husband. And he, I, I see an explosion or a war or something going on. It's a shell shock, isn't it? Well, God bless you. You're going to get well, both of you. Not only does God know all about my past, my present, but he looks into the future and he says, God bless you. You're going to get well, both of you. I say, my, that was on my mind. I was troubled with my husband and he's not even here. He's going through shell shock and a lot of explosions and war. You just go home. You just go on. You're going to get well, both of you. I say, praise God tonight. God knows my past, my present, and my future. A deep, I wish we had more time, but I need to move along. There's a deep ridge of sorrow behind you. Many things that's happened. Trail of blackness and darkness. And by the end of it, God had answered her prayer. The healer walked in. Sirs, we would see Jesus. If I laid hands upon you, would you believe that you'd get well? Come here. In the name of Jesus Christ, may our brother be healed. Come, next person. Whether I told you your trouble or not, would you believe me as his prophet or his servant? Well, your back trouble is finished. Go and believe now. Have faith in God. Back trouble is finished. Come, lady, if I didn't say one word to you, but just laid hands on you, would you believe anyhow? We're in the prayer line tonight. This is a healing service. Well, I want to tell you, when you when you was in the line, standing down there and got in line, you seen that first thing happen. The heart trouble left you, so you can go home now. Somebody tell me how long that took. He looked back there and said, look at that, friends. When you was in the line, standing down there, got in the line, and you seen that first thing happen. Maybe she's coming up just kind of trembling and nervous and wondering, and it had already left her. Friends, I wonder tonight if some might go home and that spirit's already left you. That gloominess and sickness that comes right around at dark time. And you can ask Brother Tom, Brother Murphy, Brother Tim, when do we get more texts? When do we start getting needs and prayer requests? It's when that darkness and gloominess and people are weary with the day and they're tired. It's time to stand up tonight in God's presence and say, Satan, you will not have me. Lest we forget and we salute those that have given their lives. I'll say, lest we forget what God gave his life for. Let us be real soldiers. The heart trouble left you so you can go home now. You walk different since you got in there, haven't you? The arthritis left you in the line. So arthritis devil, leave us. Let me go back to the question. 
But I've prayed about that and I've been in services and I've claimed and I've stood or I've believed and brother John, I still, what do I do when God doesn't seem to answer our prayer right away or in my timeline? You just keep believing. If it's 60 years, 84 years, 99, and brother Tom has a service and we sing and you're put in the ground and we're, and some are crying and you're in another dimension shouting glory to God. My arthritis is gone. My heart trouble's gone. Your new body is free. I hope nobody's criticizing that. You will be healed. Either in this body or in the new body, you will be healed. Arthritis left you in the line. Just go believing with all your heart, sister. Of course, one of the great things wrong with you, we all know, but this is one thing. There's about 95% of this audience suffering with the same thing, a nervous condition. Goodness. Wow. You're quiet tonight. A nervous condition was in 95% of that audience. You're real nervous, isn't that right? Let me show you how it's hard to call them. Everyone's suffering with nervous condition. Raise your hands out there, see? See there? You've tried to find a place to start. And you they told you to get next to yourself. Satan told you was going to lose your mind and all these things. But it's a lie. So it's a wrestling. It's Satan's doing this. The word is saying this. And there's other people that are struggling with the same thing. Satan told you was going to lose your mind and all these things. But it's a lie. You believe with all your heart. Then from right here in the name of Jesus Christ go. And be well. For the glory of God if thou canst believe. 95% of that audience was suffering with a nervous condition. Is that incredible? That has to do with being anxious, worried, causes a person to get edgy. This is a prophet saying 95% of this audience had a nervous condition. They get jumpy. They get panicky. A, A person starts being tense and uneasy, not calm. Who would like a little medicine from the gospel tonight? Jesus said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. That's my scripture tonight. That's my scripture. I take the Lord's peace. I take the Lord's peace over my panic attacks. Over me trying to cross bridges before I get to them. And trying to figure everything out. Things that might not never happen. Is it getting across tonight? The Lord Jesus is concerned about his bride, his wife being troubled with that. So he puts a scripture in the word saying, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But he didn't stop right there. He said, but I will come and deliver them. Hallelujah, Lord. Manifest your word tonight 
and the backs and the bones and the muscles and the nerves and the sinew of, of, of the church of the living God. Not one bone will be broken. Not one son will be lost. Not one daughter will be lost. You are a Christian. We're dealing with combat stress. We're dealing with men and women taking off their helmets and just just spinning and one in despair. We're here to encourage you tonight. I hope you appreciate that. Here is a prophet in conclusion. Just a few words from Brother Branham at the end of his ministry saying things like this. Every night I get nervous. Because I'm afraid you people has to go to work and I'm holding you too long. But let's just settle down for a little bit and listen at the word. In the Patmos vision, he said, I know it may get a little tiresome some. I get nervous too. And taking sides with Jesus, Brother Branham said, no wonder I get nervous sometimes. Sure. In the oddball, this is 1964, so pray for me as I said a while ago. I don't mean to repeat it, but when I, when I get before you, I get nervous. And I get melancholy. And sentimental. And temperamental, too. I am that to begin with. So it makes me all tore up inside. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like that? I'm sure some of you think if I said yes, then I'm not a believer. No, you're a believer. It's things we go through. Let our title tonight be your anthem. He's my bomb. He's my healer. And he is my physician. Right before our musicians come, I wanted to read you a quote about medicine. Because I've had it for weeks. And I just want to bring it tonight because as we speak about medicine, there's both sides of the subject. But in this certain quote, Brother Branham speaks about medicine and how it quietens the nerves so that God can heal. And this is in the message, the results of a decision. He said, you say the Lord and you confess that he's the high priest of our confession. Hebrews 3, and any of you brethren know that confess and profess is the same word. He's the high priest of our confession. So he can't do nothing until first we confess that he's done it. Do we believe that? So confess that you are healed. Confess that you are a believer. Hello tonight, I'm closing. It's my last quote. Confess that you are getting healthier. Confess that you are saved. Brother Branham gets real strong there. Uh, he really does. He says, the moment you say you're not saved, the moment you say you're not healed, and it throws you into that unbelief. And that is the number one disease today is unbelief. I'm continuing in this quote, results of a decision. He said, there's no healing in man. There's no healing in medicine. Proved to you that the other night. There's no healing in medicine. Medicine don't claim to heal. It's a remedy. And it keeps clean while God heals. Medicine don't build tissue. Medicine can't mend a bone. Medicine can't heal up a sore or a cut. 
Certainly not. It just keeps it clean while God heals it. God does the healing and medicine just keeps it clean and a doctor will tell you the same. He said, I'm the Lord who heals all your diseases. Every disease is healed by God. Medicine just keeps clean while God does the healing. Remedies and keeps you quiet and so forth. And he says, aspirin quietens your nerves and so forth while God does the healing. I know believers, some believers are against medicine. Here's a prophet saying medicine quietens your nerves, but God does the healing. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Hallelujah. God is my medicine. My, 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 I have so much to say about even chiropractors and Brother Bradham said osteopaths and medical science and all these things. He said, admit, friend, oh, I know it. I said it was my last quote. So. Say, is all of that in the message? It's all in the message. Chiropractors and osteopaths and, and you know, I can just quote it to you. He says that they're of God and they do good. Divine healing comes from God. And, and he talks about how all these different ones, some of you have experienced that. The medical doctor says, oh, it's not in chiropractors. And osteopath, which deals with nerves, and it'll go right into other areas where your circulatory and your sleep cycles and your spine problems, and, and they'll all fight against one another. But divine healing is right down the middle of the road. And God can use one of those professionals And Brother Bynum uses that word. But God does the healing. As we bow our heads tonight and the musicians just play something. Maybe there's a dislocated spine or some trouble spiritually now. Maybe there's a financial crisis, family crisis. Maybe children are in crisis and health crises comes. I want to encourage you tonight, fellow soldiers, before we leave this building, there will be things that happen in your life. Episodes happen. And the devil wants to give you a lifetime sentence and tell you that it's for the rest of your life. And the Holy Spirit tonight is saying no to the devil. No. And he's pushing him back. Jesus Christ stands to confirm his word on your behalf. With every head bowed, I wonder who would say, Lord, in this healing service, I lift my hand. I have a need. I have a prayer. I have a request. I I, I need understanding. I, I need wisdom about how to approach something. May God grant it to your heart tonight. If it's 41 seconds or if it's 21 days like Daniel. If it's 120 years like Noah. If it's so long for this person. In the scriptures. May God grant you patience. May he give you virtue. And tonight before we leave here. I wonder if we can bind our hearts together. I wonder if every demon spirit, every dark cloud would leave God's people. Leave the congregation. Spirits of torment and unbelief. 
has no, this is not Satan's playground. We will not accept this congregation to be where Satan is, where we are test tubes to Satan's devices. We are sons and daughters of God. We are not gerbils that run around on a little wheel that never ends. It's time to claim your sonship, your daughtership. Amen. Right there where you're at tonight. Right in the line. Some of you might not even recognize it. It might be subconscious to you. But Michael, that great archangel, has been fighting back and forth against that gloom and darkness and trail throughout this whole service. I wonder if some of you can say, Lord, I'm going to be healed in this line. That nervous condition, that trouble that in my mind, my spirit, my body, I commit that to the Lord Jesus. I'm going to swallow down this gospel. I'm going to take it to heart tonight. Oh God, don't let our people live in a fog. And hear these type of sermons like we did Sunday and then go out through the week and then... Do we really believe the word of God? Then let it be settled tonight. Your soul is predestinated from God. You are anchored in Christ. It's your body and your spirit and your mind. Satan is warring against that place. Let the Holy Spirit and his great power come riding through like an angel of light. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Would you do that for our brothers and our sisters? Would you do that for our little babies in the nursery and for our little children and our young people? For some of our older ones and elders that are even in this time of their lives and they need that strength from God. Be their portion, oh God. We pray for one another. We hold one another up in prayer. Oh God. Our beloved Heavenly Father, we stand here tonight in this service believing that our rods can bud in your presence. We can blossom. We can yield forth fruit right in this meeting. In 24 hours, God can move on the scene. Oh, Jesus, take the situation. We commit it to you, God. We, we give you the burden. We give you the anguish. We give you the trouble. May the Holy Spirit bring the anointing of God that would break every yoke, Lord, in our homes, in our private lives, in our church, amongst the believers around the world. May the presence of God bring such a heart of Jesus down to where we're living. Don't let us just be parrots of the message and quote the quotes and get all excited and under just enthusiasm and then go back into our dark caves. But let us once and for all rise out of that gloom and despair by the wisdom of the word of God. Take that. We would move up out of that cycle as men and women alike go through that. Real sincere good Christians. I pray if any are shell shocked or under battle, fatigue, or stress, that that spiritual amnesia would allow them to stop by 
that predestinated little stop. May they go walking up and down that little trail this week somewhere. Around some corner and up some hill and around some tree. Oh, Father, may they burst out into the clearing. May they come to themselves. May you spin the Spirit of God to that person. Bring them back to their ought-to-be place. May someone with faith go out and capture their wandering, wounded spirit and bring it back to its place. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for medicine and doctors and nurses, hospitals and all of this. But tonight as we go, as we go home, let it be ringing throughout our testimony. You are our healer. You are our balm in Gilead. You are our great, great, great physician. May we arise and move up into that dimension where the miracles can take place. Where healings can take place. Where you can settle us with patience. Where we can wait upon you, Lord. In that hidden private life. And maybe some will do that as we close. And some will go out quickly. That's fine. But some linger. And they go in behind that veil. I pray that you would visit them. Oh, Jesus. Give us medicine. Spiritual food in due season. That will uncover that serpent spirit that mamba I believe we're right here at the end of time Lord I'm with a church full of believers on a Wednesday night getting about ready to drive out into darkness but we believe with that heart throb we are one day closer to that new body don't let one of us get into utter despair but may we grab a hold of the anchor Keep us balanced in you. Keep us near the cross. Keep our hearts clean. Keep us away from evil. If we've been wrong or if we've failed, I pray that we would all be quick to repent. Let us humble ourselves before one another. Let us ask someone for help. And may those that are spiritual, elder, or older among us have the wisdom of God to deal with the younger. You've answered every prayer throughout this service. Every person's heart, you have heard us. Now as we go, everything is going to be okay. May you go with us now. We thank you, Jesus. You walk with me through fire and heal all my.